One, two, three. Uh, the crew is called Refugee. I forgot all about that song. <laughs> I thought Karis one was dissing them. Oh, really? He said he had a, a line back then that said, I won't make a whack album remix it as a single. Remember that line? Uh-huh. And it was like right around the time where the Fugees was popping. Well, their first album was dropping because their first album sucked. Right. And then they, they, they remixed took the joint. vocab yeah. and they remixed the other joint, Nappy mm-hmm. Head or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's when they started to get a little buzz. Yeah. You know, going into their second joint. Yeah. But their album was awful. It was bad. And even on the album, those were the only two songs that were any good. Yeah. Even the originals <laughs> were the only two songs that were any good. So I always thought he was dissing them. He, he might have been. <laughs> he cares as sneaky with the disc. I'm going to take a one out. I'm going to make it for my single. Remember that line? Mm-hmm. Run to my single. And my rhymes my single. God, Nick, hip hop for the ninth single. Right. Yeah. Rappers. Uh, Rappers like, are in danger. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was it. That was it. Yeah. He was dissing them. <laughs> <laughs> he was. I'm convinced. Rappers are in danger. <laughs> Yeah, how you doing today? I'm good, man. Word. Good. Life is good. My family doesn't like me. Part of being a patriarch, my G. They got a dog. Without you? You mean they got a dog? They got a dog. Like, hold on. How do do you? It's not, no, we got a dog. No, they got a dog. I was part of the decision, but my part of the decision was just informing me that. We got a dog. <laughs> that we was getting a dog. It wasn't. Nah, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's not how it works. So G. in that, so in that, this was this was things like, okay, y'all want to get a dog? I have no part in taking care of this dog. The problem though is that you have to clean up the shit. And I'm everything not, else. I'm not. My wife is. Yeah. I told her. I told her too. Like and I'm it, not. And it could still make your life miserable. Hey, I, it's not making my life miserable. Okay. Not so far. Is, is it a puppy? No. Is it a grown dog? He's pretty grown. Man, you let him run over you like that, G. Hey, man. <laughs> I ain't I ain't I ain't I ain't taking care of this dog at all. <laughs> like you let him get you like that. Hey. Damn. You know, sometimes you gotta let him win one or two. <sighs> I mean that's it's like it's not like it's just some temporary shit though. Like right. the, the dog's not going nowhere, G. Right. The dog ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you, you you might be your kids might move out and you still might have dog. Dog. I'm telling that's you what it's, it's gonna be my wife's like. dog. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> the I'm telling you. I've already I've already dealt with this situation. Oh, you've had this conversation. Oh, this conversation has been had. And there's been times <laughs> when um the kids was like, Oh, can I go over where the dog at? Yeah. Either you take the dog with you or you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. They too old to just be getting a dog. Like they like they They've been wanting a dog for a minute. I've been on the stern no. Yeah. For a long time. Y'all don't even have not in y'all spot. I'd be like, nah. Yeah, it's cool. It's yeah, not. It's not yeah. bad. Okay. You know. Okay. Because I ain't gotta do shit. Yeah, I ain't gotta do shit. <laughs> you know, dog ain't allowed in the studio without me. Hell no. None of that shit. No. None of that. No. Ain't allowed in the bedroom. Sleep in a room. Yeah. Sleep in a room but or damn. in the cage. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's how it's been. Wow. I mean, but she's she's trained pretty well. Like she listens. Yeah. She's she's um housebroken already. Yeah. You know. So. <sighs> I got you. I got caught. <laughs> I, I I admit it, but I yeah, they you know got you, G. But shoot, they on lock now because somebody got to be home with the dog. That's even real. if I'm home, that's real. Even if I'm home, if my wife ain't home and they like, can we go? No, that's true. Because I'm not going. I'm you. not watching this dog. I already told y'all. 
y'all don't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why I said they got a dog. They got a dog. I don't got a dog. They got a dog. And my family bought a dog and brought one home. And yep. I, okay, I just lived there. Yeah, I just lived there. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with that joint. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with it. Why is that so funny? <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do. She be coming at me trying to give me a pet. I be like, no. No, no, no love. No love. I don't give her yeah, no love. Because they're going to try to, you know what that means. Once you start petting it, then they're going to ask you to yep. do other shit. Dad, can you? Nope. Yeah, you got to keep that stern face on. Yeah, Just nah. that, that stone cold, like, ice grill forever. Yeah. Until they just leave you a fuck alone. Yeah. Like, nope. They already know what it is. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting update about your life. Yeah, that's yeah, it's been an that's interesting a, week. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's been my life, man. <laughs> I ain't seen you in two weeks. Though. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got the dog last weekend. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's been going on since. I, wait, it's been two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's been two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I was gone last week. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you was gone. You was yeah. uh, getting your instrumental on. Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. I was sharing my beats with the world. Right, in right. Chicago, and it was uh Hot fire. Five Dylons. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dylon, 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 Dylon. <laughs> I did hear the first block, so I'm sure River. Yeah, yeah. I hit you with some of that. And, you mm-hmm. know, all the rest of them were better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure it, it elevated from yeah, there. Yeah, just, you uh, know. There was one cat in the audience who was just going ape shit. <laughs> just, <laughs> he was just dancing wildly to everything I dropped after about the 10 minute point. That's dope. He just walked in off the street and was like, <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah, he was just feeling the vibe, man. That's dope. I looked down like, damn. Nice, nice. This is dope. But that was dope. It was, uh, you know, shout out to my guy, Kevin, aka Mr. Echoes of the Opus, mm-hmm. brought me out to Chicago last week for, you know, pr- to play an instrumental set, a beat set. Yeah. And uh, they got a week, a monthly called Push Beats. Yeah. And it was dope. It was dope. It was a good turnout. It was his album release party. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just performed as a part of that. And uh, I was nervous because I played last. Ah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, You man. played last, last? Last, last. Last, last. Yes. Like, not last before the headliner last. No, last, last. Last, last. Real last. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, so nervous. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be, too. I was, I was like, everybody's going to leave. You right. Know? It's and, his release party. Yeah. Did he play first? He played right before me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know there was a schedule. To, I mean, typically, I wouldn't want to play in right. that position i'm like why am i playing here it's like, his release party and yeah he's a headliner and yeah yeah i didn't see the schedule to the data show uh, and so i was just like i had assumed that i was <laughs> right before him yeah because on the flyer my name was underneath this right 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 <laughs> usually that's the order yeah. of events yeah I, and I was like you know what i'm gonna roll with it and see what happens and thankfully it wasn't running late mm-hmm. you know it was i think i played at 11 30 oh that's not 11:30 bad. to 12 15 and we were done by twelve fifteen, mm-hmm. and uh, it was dope. It was dope. No one really left, mm-hmm. so yeah. I held him there. That. No, I held him there, and uh, I'm gonna do more of that in the future. Yeah, uh, you know. He even hit me about coming possibly. I I'm saw like, that. Well, yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a different thing because it's like you know, it's like <laughs> yeah, I'm sure what it is. we do right to translate it to that. Yeah, because there's not really cats like us right in that lane. Right. And that lane is heavy. Right. Very extreme. Right. We just make beats overall. Yeah. Now, I've made instrumental albums and music, so I have a little more. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's still, they're it's over a, there. Yeah, it's a different thing. <laughs> it's a different thing. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting into more doing stuff yeah. like that now that I'm producing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, <sighs> Bruh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks of prep. Yeah, I ain't playing. I ain't playing no forty five minutes though. I'm, I got. I'm had to let him know. Like, yeah. yo, just hit me with twenty. Twenty. <sighs> yeah, forty five is the real deal. <laughs> I'm sure. A forty five minute vocal set. Yeah, that's long. You know, like at yeah. least we got hits where we can. <laughs> yeah, we can we, fall back. Yeah, we can keep people there. Yeah, when I say you say, right? You don't have that when yeah, you're playing routines. Beats. You know no what I mean, brother? Nah, it's just beats. Yeah, and your 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 arrangements got to be cracking. Mm-hmm. Got to be right. You know, yeah. you got to keep it moving at a very uh fast pace just to to or just have your shit just flow mm-hmm. you know but it was uh i learned a lot you know it, 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 the dope part is that doing it now it's like i put so much prep into that shit that right. now my instrumental record is like 75 percent <laughs> hey that's how it works and prior to this show i didn't have an instrumental record yeah and i was like <laughs> oh word all this shit works yeah this yeah. is the album yeah, 45, it's 45 minutes, minutes worth of, yeah all right this is it i'm done yeah so uh yeah that 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 was dope and i'm gonna do more so i don't nice. know about 45 minutes like you're saying right i'll do a hot 20 mm-hmm. hot 30 whatever but i'm gonna start doing more beat sets yeah so if y'all out there listening and y'all got an event like that you know printnificence is gonna be you know coming back doing beat sets i'm gonna think i'm gonna drop my my next instrumental record under a different alias or something man i was it's, thinking about doing that with mine yeah just not to not confuse people yeah Especially since it's been a while since my last one. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to change the name and do something interesting. Yeah, I was thinking about changing. Yeah, build the brand a proper way. Right. Instead of confusing our existing fans. But anyways, long intro. Two weeks of not seeing each other. That's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. We never do this when we see each other every week. Right, we don't. Two weeks, I'm like, man, what you been doing? <laughs> right. Man, you look different. Right, right. <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, shit. I mean, we're talking about production this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that people have mentioned to us. We've mentioned mm-hmm. and talked about on Twitter numerous times. And uh, today's topic was actually given to us by a fan. You know, I made a post earlier today on the Twitter machine. <laughs> the tweets. <laughs> yes. Yes. I tweeted asking for topics. And uh, one of the topics that came back was this and it was basically uh what are the roles and responsibilities of a record producer that go beyond making beats mm. that was given to us by slaughter one nice. slaughter w-o-n so shout out to you bruh for the uh topic and it's something that we should have been talked about right, right. um but this week we're going to talk about the difference between a beat maker and a producer and you know if you are a beat maker you need to listen to this episode because Mm -hmm. there's much more to the process and i think this will hopefully clear up uh some of the confusion that goes along with this this craft of making beats and producing so uh we'll take a break and we'll be right back we got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you 
blueprint. Raw and uncut. Adult conversations. No shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Back. Those guys. Back, back, back. Man, we are the most infamous. The most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Yeah, doing the thing, helping artists succeed, teaching the truth to the young black youth. Yes. In the yes. words of Inspector Deck. Mm-hmm. So here we are, beat making versus production. Word. Ten joints, hot fire joints. <laughs> flames, all flames. <laughs> flame emojis everywhere. Right, ten flame emojis for this episode. That's all you're going to see in the comments section. Salute us with flame emojis. <laughs> That's it. The flame salute. If you ain't flame saluting us, don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me without flames, dog. That's it. No flame salute. Start your sentence. Use the flame as an exclamation point. <laughs> right, right, right. No periods. No, Only flame emojis. No periods. You want to use a comma? Use a flame emoji. <laughs> or don't talk to us at all online. The only comments we accept this week for this episode. <laughs> Word. Okay, number one difference between a big between the responsibilities of a beat maker and a producer is that a producer finds talent mm-hmm. uh when i think about this one it's really stemming from the fact that when you make beats you tend to allow talent to find you right you take more of a passive approach mm-hmm. hey i've got beats for sale right get at me buy some here's my beat selling website Mm -hmm. you know i might play some beats on my site and hey here's my album here's my beat tape Mm -hmm. it's a completely different approach than a producer who is actively seeking out the dopest talent right you know like a producer goes to a show not thinking how do i sell beats but he thinks who's the dopest artist in here right that i should be working with right you know and building relationships Beat makers sometimes, because the process stops at simply making the beat, mm-hmm. they don't really take that proactive approach yeah. to finding talent. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen of pretty much every large producer in hip hop, they all have attached their name to a super talented artist right. at one point or at in many different eras of their career. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like look at like a Dr. Dre who, you know, N.W.A. to to um fucking Snoop to Snoop and it's from Snoop to uh fucking Eminem mm-hmm. to Ice Cube to you know I mean like it, I right. mean not Ice Cube but I'm sorry um going blank fucking Fifty Cent oh yeah right so like all of these and the same thing goes for underground artists look at a DJ oh, yeah. Premier for example right right I mean Premier was never like hey I'm selling beats get at me mm-hmm. but the Gangstar Foundation was built upon artists that they found cultivated yeah you know and i think that's something that separates a producer from a beat maker yeah i mean i i'm working on a couple projects right now you mm-hmm. know with some people um that i found some r&b s- stuff yeah that I, and i approached them like yo i'm doing this i think you have a dope voice i think we'd be cool to work with you yeah. you know you want to work so i've been you know producing things and not just making beats and actually working with the artists teaching them how to record because they're like fresh artists like yeah. have never really done work before but have talent so i'm i'm kind of going through that process of how to record how yeah. to make songs helping them write songs things of that nature so it's a completely different process yes. than just being an artist or just making beats yes totally and that's something that 
you know, it takes more time, a lot more time. Right. And it's 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 a uh, it's something where you're it's kind of like the A&R shit of the past mm-hmm. where, you know, you're almost even if you don't have any intentions of putting out their record mm-hmm. as an artist, and as a producer, you have to still guide that thing and put it into work. Like right. as if you were a label or something mm-hmm. like, hey, I want to work with you. You're dope. Let's start getting this thing together. But it starts with you finding talent. Yeah. So that's number one. The number two way and difference between a producer and a beat maker is that a producer develops the talent. Yeah. It's a natural follow up to number one. As a beat maker, you have almost a transactional relationship right. with people. Even if you're getting paid and you're not getting paid, here's the beat. Do what you will. Let me hear it when it's done. Mm-hmm. Right. As a producer, you actually have to find the talent and you have to develop the talent into something that is is fulfilling its full potential. It's more of an interactive relationship. Totally. Like think about when I started producing and you and I started working together. Right. Granted, you had been recording with your guys for a while, mm-hmm. but your first big body of solo work was together. Right. And I have been doing the greenhouse at the same time doing yours. We were developing, you, you were developing as a solo artist as I was developing as a producer. Right, right, right. right. And then my relationship with the rest of Weightless allowed me to learn production mm-hmm. because we were developing greenhouse and we mm-hmm. were developing, you know what I'm saying? Like everything else. But if you are just a beat maker, you're not really concerned with developing talent. Right. You're concerned with established talent. Yeah. You just want the beat to be dope and the song to turn out fresh and that's it. Yeah. And you hope that that will just happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't want to put the work in to make right. that happen. Yeah. Man, I hope they make something dope. Right. right. I hope they write something cool. Mm-hmm. I hope they can record somewhere. Mm-hmm. Hey, why don't you do it? Right. You're you're but, but you won't do it because you're a beat maker. Mm-hmm. And I look at like part of developing talent is not just like hey, let's do 100 songs. It's being able to be honest right with those you work with. Mm-hmm. And honesty is one of the traits I've noticed around all of like my produce, producer friends. Like yeah. we've been doing it a long time. So like me and Ant had a conversation a couple of years back about production. And we were just talking about records and atmosphere records and his his level of objectivity just was refreshing because I don't talk to many people like that. I mm-hmm. talk to vocalists and vocalists will very rarely just be like, yeah, the record's cool or that song's cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wish I could have done this. We could have right. done that. We really had the potential to do this, but we didn't get to take it completely there. Mm-hmm. Producers know the strengths and the weaknesses of the artists they work with. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and it's their responsibility to to kind of push the artists not not too far but far enough to develop into what you see that they can truly be mm-hmm. so if you're strong at something and you're working with an artist who's strong with something a producer will say yo you're great at that mm-hmm. give me more of that right and if they suck at something you say hey that's not you <laughs> yeah let's not go there <laughs> don't do that too much yeah. that's not you and um that is the difference between a beat maker and a producer. See, a beat maker might not get in those conversations with people mm-hmm. because I don't think they want to piss people off. Mm-hmm. Their relationship is just transactional. And they're just like, yo, I'm not here to develop you. I'm here to get this bag real quick. Right. And I'm going to go back home and make some more beats. Yeah. And I hope this shit makes the album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. That's really it. Because, I mean, looking back on our relationship, there was times when you was like, that's not the one. Yeah. That's not the verse. That's not. 
you ain't doing that over my beat. You right. Know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like we have, but it was cool because it was like, you didn't want your name on anything whack. Yes. And you wanted to save me from putting my name on anything whack. <laughs> right. You know, because right. even now I'll come to you anytime I put, I'm putting something out. Yeah. I still let you listen to it. You, yeah. Poetic, there's like, I have a group of about five to 10 friends yeah. that I run stuff past before because I know y'all are producers and y'all will give me the honest opinion. And a lot of my growth and my, um, my development just as an artist has come from the circle of friends that I, you know, check in with to see if my shit's dope or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Glad I could help. You know? <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Hey, you know, man, you know, somebody gotta be the, you know, the whack police. Hey, <laughs> hey I appreciate it. <laughs> Had me out here looking crazy. <laughs> right. He's like, yo, man. <laughs> no, uh, that's all right. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 If that's what you want to do. <laughs> right. That's what people say. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you like it, if you, that's cool. <laughs> If that's where you try to take yeah, it, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but if you, if hey, you think that that's I'm not cool, gonna stop you, right? You right. know, whatever makes you happy as an artist. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, fam, <laughs> this ain't it. Nah, no, no, that's not the one. <laughs> it's not the take. It's not the verse. Yeah, this don't go with that. Let's just do this again. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's revisit this. Tomorrow. If you, if you feeling it, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, cats be weaseling out of that critique, but they don't want to say shit, right? Well, I mean, you know, um, it's not my cup of tea, <laughs> but <laughs> if you dig it, oh man, I mean, hey, you never know, <laughs> right? <laughs> to each his own. Right. <laughs> Shit people say when they don't want to be honest. It could go either or. It could go either way. I mean, it's going to be polarizing. <laughs> polarizing is one of those words. Yeah. People are going to love it or they're going to hate right, it. Right, right. Let's just see, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> just tell me it's whack. Right. Just tell me it's Just tell me it's whack. I brought it to you for a reason. Just tell right, me if just it's tell whack. Me it just sucks. Yeah. Man. They don't want to tell you that shit. Oh, man. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's number two. <laughs> okay. Number three difference between a beat maker and a producer is that a producer's job is to execute the artist's vision. Right. Now, some people will say, well, what does that mean? Well, to me, I always view my relationship with you as it's my job to complement mm-hmm. what your vision is for the project as a whole. Right. Like if I'm producing it, like Celestial Clockwork is a perfect example where I'm listening to your verses, mm-hmm. I'm listening to where you're taking it, we're having conversations, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'd scurry off, <laughs> find some records, <laughs> right. make a few beats, come back, what do you think it is? Right. Oh, that's fire, let me put this with that, let's put this with that, oh, mm-hmm. how about this with, th-? right? And we continue this process over and over again, mm-hmm. but it was never about me executing my vision on you. Right, right. It right. was never that, it was more like, okay, where do I think you're trying to take it? Mm-hmm. taking a step back and saying okay well i can see that he's on this vibe or he's on that vibe or he's on some slow shit he's on some fashion he's on some dark shit, he's on some happy shit mm-hmm. whatever your vibe was it was my job to listen enough and then assess it and then go back musically right and help you execute that as best as possible yeah that's different from a beat maker very much a beat maker just makes beats yeah this is what i got that's it <laughs> what you got choose <laughs> one right and hopefully it fits your vision mm-hmm. there's not this back and forth conversation between beat makers and artists as there is with a producer and an artist mm-hmm. a producer doesn't think the job is done until that piece of music that they're working on for that artist completely fits mm-hmm. 
what that artist wants to do. Yeah. You know, like I never, and we look at, we'll use Celestial Clockwork as an example again. You know, there was periods where we had one version of the record. Yeah. And then we went back and I just turned that shit up a couple years later. I think. <laughs> yeah. And then the final version yeah. was like, oh shit. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. But it was because I knew the job wasn't done. Mm-hmm. I knew the vision that you were trying to articulate. I knew my vision I was like, okay, now I know. So let me go back and technically pump this shit up, you know, mm-hmm. make it even more and more intensive, just doper and bring it all together. But I had to execute your vision. It wasn't about, well, man, I'm just making boom bap this shit month, this month. So if you don't want to make none of that, then go holler at your man down the street about some beats. Yeah. Oh, you want some weird shit? Nah, fam, I'm not there right <laughs> that's now. That's not me. Yeah, that's not that's, me. That's not me. I'm not doing that. Right? And even though that record is one of the most weirdest records in our catalogs, mm-hmm. I would say, right. I never was like, I don't do that. Yeah. It was, I just do what. Yeah, I, it was just like, okay, well, let me. Yeah. All right, this is what you yeah, want. Yeah. Okay, I got, I got some, some shit. I got some shit. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Hold, Hold up, up, bro. Let me, I'll be right back. I think in the, in the key to that with our relationship is that. You you weren't as weird as I was as far yeah. as the music that you listened to, but you was right. weird enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you listened to enough stuff that was out there yeah. to where you could find shit that worked. Yeah. I'm deceptively weird. Yeah, yeah. Like people yeah. don't know I'm weird until records like that or chamber music. <laughs> right. And they're like, right. this is some weird shit. Right. And the, the amount of people who think I smoke weed or do <laughs> psychedelic drugs off yeah. of those two records mm-hmm. is crazy. And I'm just like, no, I've never, I don't smoke weed. I wasn't doing nothing. I was completely sober when I was doing those records. Yeah. But, you know, they're weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I had to make sure I was executing. Your shit, mm-hmm. not my shit, because I wasn't making that for myself then. Right, I wasn't ma- making that kind of music for anybody else in the crew. Right, exactly. So uh, that's number three. Yeah. Okay, we'll do number four. Number four difference between a beat maker and a producer is that a producer mentors and guides the artist. Yes. This is something that's so much bigger than music. Oh, yeah. You know, people just think that I make the beat. The artist has got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. They'll do what needs to be done on their own time when it needs to happen. Their life will be in order. Their music and art will be in order. And this thing will magically come together. And this music will magically be successful. It don't work like that. As a producer, you have a unique position, Mm -hmm. which is your your. You're inside, but you're outside. Right. Right. Because when the song ain't a song until you put your vocals on it. Exactly. Exactly. And so I get to be inside of the process when I'm making the music, but then I get to take a step back objectively when you add your thing to it and say, oh, this is where it needs to go. This Mm -hmm. is what's going on. And as a producer, you have to take this high level approach Mm -hmm. to everything. So I always, as a producer, I wasn't just, I wasn't just throwing you beats. Right. We, we had a vision for art as a whole, right. for where we thought you need to move uh, artistically to position yourself uniquely, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like marketing and branding right there right, we're dealing right, with. Right. Personally, I mean, I know your wife, I went to your, your, your <laughs> wedding, you know what yeah, I mean? I yeah, know your kids. Yeah. It's like, yo, I understood what needed to happen in terms of personally becoming a better artist and better person all that so like my job was never just to give you beats always viewed it like my job is to mentor as best as possible Mm -hmm. you know this this young man so that it's not just music Mm -hmm. because the better i i am at helping you the better you are at executing the music right that's when i'm the artist that i'm working with now it's a female um singer and she's like i said she's never really recorded anything and it's like 
just trying to ask her like what do you want because it's my job to execute her vision yeah. so it's like what kind of artist do you want to be yes you know because i'm not just gonna make stuff and send it to you and here it is like right. i need to know what kind of music you want to make mm-hmm. you know what your sound is what your story is going to be that you want to present to the world because i know her personally but it's like what do you want to present because yes. me knowing you especially as r&b as, as an r&b artist it's a lot that you can do with that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You don't have, you don't really have to put all of your life out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you can pick and choose. So it's like, what do you want to do? And it's my job to execute that and put that in a position to be successful. If, yeah. if I end up putting the stuff out, Yeah. you know, and it's as an artist, you have to know, you have to have an idea what you want to do in order for the producer to create something that represents you yes. well. You have to be able to articulate that. Totally. And but you know, that's very hard for young artists. Yeah, especially artists that haven't really been in that world. Mm-mm, they've never thought about their career in their turn. They're just like they look at it as a song by song thing. Mm-hmm. Is if you do meet an artist who's very young and has like their identity mm-hmm. and their branding down, right. that's an exception. Very much so. It's not the norm. You know, like I also viewed it like my job as a as a mentor as a producer was also to like mentor uh, artists on the business side. Right. Like it's not just to say, come record, disappear records in stores. It was like, yo, let me, let me open this thing and show you how the business works. Mm -hmm. So you understand the steps of this process. So you understand recording, sequencing, mixing, Mm -hmm. mastering, duplication, distribution, marketing you understand the whole life cycle of this thing you're creating so you know it's not just a verse right like all these processes are going to start once we get this thing done Mm -hmm. and the better i understand these things touring Mm -hmm. the better you understand these things the more successful you can be yeah i think a lot of people i mean clearly by this podcast we share a lot of information yeah but i think some of that comes from me being the guy behind the label and the producer but i always felt like the more y'all know, the better y'all can help me get the shit done and help yourself. Yeah, because if we know as an artist, I, I always felt like the fact that I knew what was available to me. Yeah. You know, the options that I could have, how, you know, the fact that marketing and promotion and things that we did with certain records was available to me. It's like, OK, so this is what our budget is for this record. Mm-hmm. This is how much this costs. So I know that if I want to do this thing with the record that is possible yes or i can look into well how much does this cost because this is really where i want to take it so let me you know i'm saying like and as an artist knowing that kind of stuff puts you in a better position to execute whatever vision that you have yes yes because then you're you're not worried about things that are are you know right trivial like okay yeah i want to add this to the campaign and maybe it will cost us more Mm mm-hmm but I'm willing to do that. But it's worth it. Because, yeah, because I believe in a song. Mm-hmm. Whereas if if we shut the artists out of those conversations, then they're truly not going to be, you know what I'm saying, happy with anything we do. Right. So it's like, yo, you want to bring them in and make them a part of these conversations because they may be cooler with sacrificing things than, than you know. Mm-hmm. You know, someone say, yeah, I want that fucking publicist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a roll with them. But I don't yeah. give a shit. I'm ready to put in some work. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Mm-hmm. But you have to be in a position uh, as a mentor and, and all different aspects to try to help them. Like I, I look at even like my relationship with Sadiq. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't necessarily a quote unquote producer. But when I look at like 
Adventures in Counterculture, he kind of was like an executive producer. Right. He and Sean, you know, Slug were basically like, as I was working on it, they were kind of helping me navigate mm-hmm. this process because I was basically going from a situation of not putting out a record in five years. Right. Five years just being to uh, doing something completely different some com- from yeah. anything you had ever done. Yeah. And how do you find that sounded like nothing that was out. Right. So how do you navigate this unless you have someone with more experience to kind of mentor you, and help you through it? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the role they play for me as well. Right. Okay. So that's number four. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Right. What up, everybody? Quick reminder. Super Duty Tough Work hoodies back in stock. We got smalls back in stock. Medium back in stock. Large back in stock. Extra large back in stock. 2XL sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at weightless.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. Uh, we here. The dopest. Jeez. Yeah. It's interesting with this topic, too, because a lot of dudes that are beat makers think that they producers. Mm. Is that a bar? Did I just... Mm. What? Did I say that? Yeah, you say that. <laughs> Bring that back. <laughs> Did I say Rewind that? Selector. Rewind selector. <laughs> a lot of cats that's beat makers think that they producers. They, they don't, do. They don't understand Mm-mm. what a producer is. And that also plays in why they discredit producers. Right. They don't... They think, oh, just because you didn't make the beat, you're not a producer. Right. And that's the thing, like, and it's okay to be a beat maker. Yes. There's no, there's no harm as long as you know what your role is. Yep. You got to yep. know where you stand. Yes. Because the producer is the one that comes in and tells you how to sequence, Come on. tells you how to change things, tells you how to fit things around the vocals. That's what a producer does. Ten of them things, man. <laughs> Ten of them things. Bullet points and such, man. Yeah, that's what a producer does. Cat's like... So, you know, but whatever. But let me tell you, what's crazy is they don't know because they've never produced and they've never been produced. Right. Yeah. Uh, until you've been produced, you don't know the difference as an artist. Mm-hmm. And so these guys, because they just make beats, they've never sat in on some of these sessions with experienced producers. They've never seen that. Right. They've never seen that relationship and, and how the, the, the role of the producer. And so they just think they know what it is. It's like, no, you don't really know what it is. Yeah. That's why when I started making beats, I always said I want to be a producer because I knew the difference. Yes. You know, I want to eventually become a producer. Right. Like I'm making beats now Mm -hmm. and I've produced some, I've produced my album. Like I really produced it. So I know the difference. You know, I can just throw a loop over a drum break. That's a beat. And I made a beat. Yes. You know what I mean? So I know the difference, but we'll get into it. Hell yeah. Okay. We're back. What a producer really does. The difference between a producer and a beat maker Mm -hmm. this week. This conversation may offend some beat makers who think they are producers. That's not our goal, but if it happened, it happened. I said what I said. You know what, know what I mean? mean? <laughs> I, know I mean, said what I said. You know, if the shoe fit. I'm standing on this shit, fam. <laughs> Ten toes. I'm on my square. Ten toes down. Ten toes down. You know what I'm saying? We not backing down from this shit. <laughs> we wouldn't be the most infamous if we used weasel words, fam. <laughs> right. We don't right. do that. So, uh, number five. This is one that is uh, the epitome of a lot of local people I see sometimes, mm-hmm. man, where I talk to artists in different cities and they talk about some of them have producers they're working with, some of them have labels they're working with. And uh, number five is a producer invests in the artist. Mm. And by invest, I'm talking about money. Dough. I'm talking about greenbacks. Dough. Paper. Dough. Skrilla. 
<laughs> Scratch. Nah, I mean, Gouda. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. There, there, there has to be a time when you as a producer put up money mm-hmm. for the furtherment of whatever project you're working on with that artist. Right. Whereas we mentioned earlier that for a beat maker is transactional. You get paid up front. You slide off your disc. You're out of the process until the very end. Till the song's done. A producer invests in every part of the process. Right. That means they might pay for studio time. They might invest in gear to use specifically with that artist. Mm-hmm. They might invest in that artist having a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. They might invest in, hey, I'm going to tell my homie to come through over here and, and do get some behind the scenes footage of us. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'm going to pay for it mm-hmm. because I'm investing in you and in this project. Right. It's not just about being a beat maker, mm-hmm. right? Like a beat maker would never do that shit. Of course not. You know, but a producer understands that, yo, it's my job to mold this thing in every way possible and that nothing happens until you put your money up. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't invest in your art, we talk about all the time, you're not really doing nothing. Like you can't just free your way to, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Success. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Yeah, I'm gonna get this for free. I'm gonna get the free album cover, the free beats, the free studio time, the free photo shoot, the free website, the free tour, the free show, the free merch. No. Yeah, and then I'm gonna get paid. Right, I need y'all to pay me though. Yeah, I need y'all to pay me. I ain't putting no money up, yeah. but I want money in my pocket. Come on, man. He who pays the piper picks the tune. Mm. And as a producer, you need to be prepared to pay the piper right. because you are ultimately controlling the tune. And if you let other motherfuckers pay for all of this shit or, or control this shit, whoever pays has control. Yeah. And any smart producer knows that, man. Like, Be independent enough to trust your art and put your money up. Yeah. If you believe in that artist and there's something that needs to be done and it ain't moving without that thing, you need to be looking in the mirror like, oh, maybe I need to do this. Yeah. Because, you know, artists ain't going to do everything. That's if you really believe in what you're doing. If you believe in what you're doing. And that's the test. Yeah. Right. If you don't believe in it like that, like, I ain't then you just, yeah, you just giving them a beat. Yeah. like I ain't. Yeah. Just give them that beat and slide off. I ain't dropping no dough on this. No. <laughs> <laughs> you need photos yeah i don't i i hit you yeah. i cook you up with my dude right right but see the beauty you take photos right so you can do you're a producer if mm-hmm. your r&b artist needs some photos no problem i got you <laughs> you got the shit yeah yeah yep. you see what i'm saying i hold you down the investment that you made in your camera and your photography mm-hmm. now gets to help them right that's that counts as well it's not just i mean your skills are an investment mm-hmm. you know your equipment is an investment your time is an investment you got to be ready to invest all of that. Right. True. So that's number five. Number six thing that a producer does that a beat maker don't do is that <laughs> a producer coordinates the recording sessions. Yes. This is like such a fundamental thing. Like if you're really producing something, if you're really guiding that that project, you don't want them recording on a Radio Shack mic. Now, most and most beat makers don't have recording equipment. Say that again. Most beat makers do not have recording equipment. They don't. And they don't even know why they should have. It. Right. They don't. They, they ain't trying unless they rap. Yep. That's yep. the only that's the only time they actually have recording equipment. If that's you just fact. make beats. Yep. You don't, don't got no record. You don't got no mic. No. Not a good one. No. And they don't even care. They're just no. like, why would I need that? Mm-hmm. I don't rap. I'm exactly. Like, Bro. This is why you can't produce anybody. Mm-hmm. No one can come to your house 
and make an album from start to finish. Right. And we that's that was all we did with Weightless. Yeah. Y'all come to my house, we would write, <laughs> record, make albums, and put them out. Yeah, that's that's what it was. That's it. I invested in that shit. Mm-hmm. You have to coordinate this shit. You have to say, okay, what do we got? These beats. Y'all need to be writing to this, writing to that. I'm going to check back in with y'all in a week or so. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what you got. And once we feel like we got something, we're going to start setting some dates. Y'all going to start coming to the studio, wherever the studio may be, mm-hmm. knocking out this shit. And from there, we're going to start making an album. Yeah. Like making art, making whatever the fuck has to happen. But it doesn't start until you drive the situation. Like a producer, you don't just get to sit back and just hope they record, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some driven artists who will handle it, which is a blessing. (laughs) Which will call you all the time like, yo, um, what you doing this weekend? (laughs) Trying to get in, I'm trying to get in. Oh, you busy? All right, what about the day after that? (laughs) You was like that. I was like that. You was like that, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'll hit you up all the time. Hey man, what you got going? Hey, yeah. I'm just hanging out. Uh, class, yeah. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, can I drop these bars though? <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah. I, I got you. Come through, man. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, we was recording on weeknights. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I'll sure pick was. you up, drop you back off. Yeah, yeah. You ain't even have a whip. I'll just scoop you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. drop them shits and come back home. Yes, sir. But yeah, you gotta be ready to coordinate that though, because like an artist doesn't know the full spectrum of production mm-hmm. and. You as a beat maker, that's really your side of it. Mm-hmm. You should be able to say, okay, this is the recording part. This is how we get a good, clean sound. Mm-hmm. This is how long it's going to take this part. I'm working on that. And, and, and that keeps everyone engaged, you know. Yeah. But if you just leave everything to happenstance and chance and don't take ownership, nothing moves forward. Yeah, it's true. So that's nice. number six. Number seven. And this is one... Man, this might be the biggest one on this list. This is very important. This is the most important part of just making music, period, anyway. Yes. The number seven difference between a producer and a beat maker is that a producer arranges songs and sequences albums. Yes. Hold on. (laughs) People in the back. A producer arranges songs and sequences albums albums yes album sequence we're talking about the order of the songs Mm -hmm. the way the songs flow uh between each other how they start how they end making sure that no two beats sound exactly alike intros outros the the whole nine right interludes interludes and whatnot like a producer sequences the album Mm -hmm. a beat maker doesn't give a fuck they have right. a song relationship with the album. Mm-hmm. As long as my song sounds cool, I'm out. Yeah. A producer really cares about the sequence of the album. A producer arranges the songs. Mm-hmm. A beat maker sends you a song. It's sequenced how it's sequenced. Yep. You have to write to that arrangement and there ain't no going back. Right. That's I remember back in the day when uh Cats were buying beats off of Mad Lib. I think Vass bought one off of Mad Lib when he did his Look Not No Hands album. Mm-hmm. And they were saying basically then that like when Mad Lib did beats for people, you just got the, a CD with the the beat on it. And that was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. Two tracks. You never got separate tracks. He never uh, gave you like a, a, a option to change the sequencing. Mm-hmm. So if he sequences shit for, you know. Eight bars. Eight bar eight verses. Eight bar verses is what you writing. Yeah. Right. And and that's not what a producer does. Right. You know what I'm saying? A producer would say, okay, now that you've picked that beat with the eight bar verses, mm-hmm. 
write what you feel. And I'm gonna I'll, I'll sequence around you. I'm gonna sequence around you. Mm-hmm. Right? If you fill in 16 bar verses, I'll send you a version of that beat mm-hmm. with 16 bar arrangements so you can actually do it. If you want to write a 32, I'll just send you the main sequence for 64 bars, write what you feel, and then I'll go back. Right. And then once you record, I'll listen to what you recorded, I'll go back and I'll sculpt and mold mm-hmm. the beat around your vocals. Yeah. That's your drops, that's everything. That's, you know what I'm saying, your breakdowns, that's your buildups. Mm-hmm. A producer does that. Yeah. A beat maker don't do that. Yeah. If it's already in there, you get lucky if it's in there. <laughs> right, you do, you get lucky. <laughs> right, because they're not gonna go back and add that. Mm-hmm. A beat maker needs to understand like the job is not done when you give that person that beat because they haven't wrote the song yet. Right. You get, you get, it's really dope that you get to go back mm-hmm. and mold the song around, you know what I'm saying, with yeah. the, their vocals. This, me and you, yeah, kings that's, of that yeah, shit. We, became, we always did that shit. Yeah, it's like, okay, you knew every time you recorded with me, this beat is going to sound different <laughs> right. after I dropped my vocals. Right. And it always already, did. Yeah, already knew. You knew. But it always sounded better. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, it's like, okay, now I know where you're taking it. Right. I can mold and arrange this beat around your song. Mm-hmm. So now the song sounds like inseparable like mm-hmm. the vocals and the beats now sound like they were made to be together right you know and as an artist you have to know that that is what a producer is supposed to do yes because working with new artists like the artist that i'm working with she wrote a song and she gave me a tempo i gave her a drum beat i said write to this i was like write to this just write whatever you want to write to this tempo yeah and We'll record it and then I'll build around what you're doing. Yeah. And a lot of times when I do have tracks that she likes, there are certain things that she likes about it. It's like, okay, just record to it. Once we record, then I can start to add, yes. you know, this here, drops here, new yeah. instruments, change the instrument maybe, you know, things like that. But the artist has to understand yes. that it's not going to be this quick process. Whatever I record right now is that's what it is because a real producer wouldn't allow that to happen. Come on. That's now. not how it works. No. No, no. They want to make sure that they're making the best song possible. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you don't get to 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 make that beat cater to that artist yeah. fully. And as a and I'm a I'm notorious for giving cats a loop. Oh yeah. You know, exactly. No That's changes. where I learned it from. Yeah. It's like, all right, you got this loop right to this. Yeah. Once we record <laughs> You'll see the magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once we recorded, the magic will come. Yeah. And if you like the loop enough to write to it, then everything gets easier, yeah, right? Exactly. There's no need for me to like kill myself coming up with changes and shit when mm-hmm. no one's even heard the shit yet. Right. It's exactly. like, let me get this to you and see what you think. And I hear what you do to it. Like, okay, cool. Bam. But yeah, you have to arrange songs and sequence albums. Mm-hmm. That's number seven. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But in the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock all back in stock and you can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net once again all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net back to the show we back those dudes they know they know who it is they know they know what it is mm. they know what it is they know what about 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pull up with that thing. Well, they know they are. Hopping out that thing on. No, I no idea what it is. Oh, yeah, that's what it is, fool. What did he say? That's what it is. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> this is another language. <laughs> okay, the difference between a producer and a beat maker. Man, this is a great episode, if it's I good. do say so myself. Good stuff. Good Hopefully stuff. people will learn, listen. And if it don't hit you now, it'll hit you later, you mm-hmm. know? Listen to me now. Believe me later <laughs> on. In the future. <laughs> So uh, number eight difference is that producers inspire and encourage. Yes. If you think all you got to do is give somebody a dope beat and the song is done. Boy, are you wrong? Uh. You in for a rude awakening because you are dealing with artists yeah and boy are we a funny bunch we are some moody motherfuckers <laughs> come on now i ain't in the mood i ain't, i ain't inspired to write come on we say that so much i ain't feeling it today uh not right now I, uh, maybe next month i ain't in the mood yeah i'm just feeling a little off balance right now yeah. i just can't really get into the artistic space yeah <laughs> that's some artist shit to say you know so many things going on in the world right now I'm just my vibe has been broken i'm just losing the vibe it's like yo your job as a producer is to inspire and encourage yeah. do artists. you write are you a writer yes then write exactly. something's wrong write about it write about it oh you mad at the world write how you're mad at the world exactly oh you're mad at your girlfriend write about it got mm-hmm. dumped write a song mm-hmm. broke write about it got evicted <laughs> Yes, make a chorus. <laughs> Sit down. Get a friend to join you on the I Got Evicted song. Right. I don't give a shit. Keep writing. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, that counts as encouragement. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to also be able to inspire artists by letting them know what is to come. Yeah. Like, well, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan that I have. Yeah. You know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Like, what is on the other side? Of all this hard work. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to work through the times when I'm uninspired? Mm-hmm. You know, as a producer, you need to tell motherfuckers what they're building. And if you can't articulate that, right. you ain't no producer yet. Yeah. Especially if they don't know, if they've never been through that situation. If it's mm-hmm. something new, because we were all learning together. Yes. And but we knew there was there was a goal. Yes. And we were working towards. Yes. And we all believed in that. So it put was, out an album. Put it out wasn't a tape. hard. Yeah. That that, was I mean, it. that was it. it was basically, a tape. it was like, all right, we're going to do some songs and put the shit out and see what people think. Yeah. I mean, that was it. That's it. <laughs> and we bought in. Yeah. We worked towards it. No one was there. But, oh, yeah. Cool. Because we don't have a tape and we don't know anyone with one. <laughs> right. OK, we'll do that. Yeah, That'll be cool. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, you got to be able to, to summarize that shit and inspire artists because you're not just dealing with normal people who wake up and go to work regardless because they get paid for it. Exactly. You're dealing with artists who create when they're inspired, as you said, when they're feeling it. And sometimes if they're not feeling it, you have to be able to encourage them to go through it, even though they ain't feeling it. Yeah. So yeah. Inspire and encourage, you know? Um, Oh, also inspire them through music. Yeah. Give them some fire. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or just tell them like, Oh, I was thinking I was listening to this new artist that 
you know, and I was thinking about you. Check this out. Yeah. You know that, what I'm saying? That counts. That ha- that helps a lot. Yes. You know, it's like, listen, listen to this. Listen to some of your favorite artists. Yes. That may inspire you. Mm-hmm. Find some new artists. You got Spotify. You got Apple Music. Yep. Put in an artist that you like and go to the artists that are like those artists and see if that inspires you to hear a new voice. Yes. You know, shit like that. Yeah. Is immense. I mean, it helps me still. Oh, it's true. All the time. Right. I remember when, uh, you know, we've talked about it before on this podcast, like when we first heard, when I first heard Freestyle Fellowship on AC Loan's album. Oh, yeah. And that song, uh, B-Boy Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just was sitting there like, yo. <laughs> I took that we song. We got some work to do. Yeah. I took that song to everybody in Greenhouse like, yo. <laughs> This is what cats are doing. You're going to listen to this. Uh Uh-huh. And I I don't want to hear nothing while this shit is playing. I'm going to play it a couple times. I want you to listen to what these guys are doing with their voices. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a conversation about this. (laughs) (laughs) That's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you are supposed to do. If they're not doing it themselves. Yeah. That's what, that's your job. Because at the end of that song, everybody was just like, whoa. Mm -hmm. All of us were like, whoa. We've never heard anybody have such control over their voice. And we're like, we want to be like that. Mm-hmm. We want that kind of control, that kind of just like texture to our voices. And that then all of a sudden it's easier to inspire people to work. Exactly. To practice. Exactly. To keep writing, to yep. keep recording because they know they're shooting for something. Mm-hmm. But you have to let them know like, hey, this is worth it. Mm-hmm. And inspire them to keep going. Straight up. That's number eight. Number nine. Difference between a producer and a beat maker. A producer has a plan. Mm-hmm. A producer has a plan. A beat maker just makes a beat. His friends might hear it, might make a little YouTube video for it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It starts and ends there. Mm-hmm. A beat maker is different, and is different from a producer in that a producer looks at a beat as something that needs to be produced that ultimately we be a part of something much bigger. Exactly. An album, an EP, a single. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't stop at the beat right for a beat maker it's just about the beat mm-hmm. i made a dope beat you heard it move on to the next one <laughs> yeah a, a producer has to think about where this thing they created fits into the whole spectrum of music mm-hmm. and as a producer myself i make music that sometimes i'm like this doesn't resonate with me mm-hmm. but i know it's dope yeah exactly i do i do it too right i, I do it too. i might not write anything to mm-hmm. it but i'm gonna keep this yeah because this mood this vibe somebody needs it right and when i meet that person or that person's working on that project and an opportunity presents itself mm-hmm. i'll be prepared right. i'm thinking long term mm-hmm. about the music i'm composing even if it's not for me right you know the plan is to get the music out get the music heard and even sometimes we can make a beat for ourselves we listen to it it don't hit us a year later yeah it's the shit banger yeah (laughs) i need that (laughs) wrote to it yeah immediately yeah wrote a song in 30 minutes recorded Mm -hmm. it this is fire (laughs) on the next album (laughs) right it happens it happens all the time life changes our taste changes you know but as long as you're moving along a place where you know that it's part of the process you're good Mm -hmm. but if you look at it like oh man this is just a beat you might feel better about throwing it away. Mm-hmm. You might not be thinking long term and you might not even care about having a plan for how your music fits into something bigger. And yeah. now when I make beats, I'm always like, OK, this is the beginning of it, you yes. know, and right now I'm working on putting an instrumental project together and I'm going through all of my beats to see what I want to actually produce. Yep. You know, because I already know, like, OK, this is the basic beat. You know, it got yes. a couple changes in it here and there so I can see where I can take it 
and if I can take it further or not. Yes. But that's the process that I'm going through right now is going through all of the beats that I have and even the beats that I make. It's like, okay, I want to do something more with this later. Yes. But I have the basic idea. The foundation of the beat is there. Yes. Yeah. I'm at the same way with my instrument. Yeah. Where it's like, I, I must step ahead only because of that thing I did last week. <laughs> right, right, Forced right. me to produce like 15 to 20 jams yeah, yeah. in two weeks. Right, so right. I was just getting busy. So now I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. I can just add one or two little things to these mm-hmm. and they'll actually be full songs. So now I'm in that next phase, which mm-hmm. is like, okay, now it sounds, it's a dope two minute piece. Let me add some shit that makes it an ill three minute piece. Right. You know, but yeah, that's production. Mm-hmm. That's not beat making, man. Yeah. That's not beat making. And so, you got to have a plan. That's number nine. Last joint. Mm. Number 10. A producer finishes music. Mm. A producer finishes music. What exactly does that mean, Print? That means <laughs> that not only do you start music, mm-hmm. which is easy. Right. You take music to its completion point. You finish your ideas fully Mm -hmm. you allow the artists you work with to finish songs that are available sometimes for free commercially whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. you do not become a black hole for music right because when you come a black hole for music you're not a producer anymore oh no you can have mad terabytes of beats on your fucking hard drive that doesn't make you a producer right you're making beats when the music starts coming out that's some production shit because you know to before it's ready to be released it's gotta be produced yeah you gotta go through it you gotta put the drops you gotta put the changes you gotta arrange it you gotta put the sequencing you got all that shit gotta be produced gotta be done gotta finish it mm-hmm. beat makers don't necessarily see that completely mm-hmm. and I think they just haven't been through that process but if you're not finishing music how can you truly truly call yourself a producer mm-hmm. nothing comes out yeah I'm in the production are you in the production or are you just making beats right Production means finishing. That's the thing. Cats don't. Uh, cats to don't produce. know. They don't know the difference. <laughs> cats yeah. don't know the difference, man. They don't. They they think just because you got machine and a laptop, you you a producer, Mm-mm. and it don't work that way. Just because you yeah. want Fruity Loops, yeah, you make beats, bro. It don't mean that you a producer. Mm-hmm. You got some loops and some drums, bro. That's it. That's, that's it. it. And that's, that's cool. And, and it's cool. We it's all got wrong. that. It's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's it's the, but know where know your lane. Yes. Know where you at with it. Know know where production ends. Mm-hmm. You know, so know where beat making ends and where production starts. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. Like, okay, beat making starts here, stops here. Mm-hmm. Production starts here, mm-hmm. ends there. Right. You know what I mean? It's not the same. Yeah. They they both have different responsibilities, and if you don't finish the shit you start, then you're not really producing. Yeah, you know, keyword produce. Yeah, that's why there's executive producers because they may not make the beat. Yes, but they help out with the with the arrangement. Yes, they help out with the sequencing of the album. They yeah. help out with sessions, sessions, guest features, all of that the stuff. Money, all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, all of that stuff. Yep. You know, like I, 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 um, executive produce capture the sun. All of yeah. the the intros, outros, all of the features, yeah. all of the like I put the record together. Yeah, I did. Like, there's even stuff that I added to certain beats that like background noises and things like yeah. that just to add to the atmosphere of the album. Like I executive produced that record i didn't produce it blockhead made the beats yeah you know what i'm saying but i told him how to sequence things all of that stuff so like i didn't necessarily make the beats but i I was part of the production process yes and that's when i knew 
I'm going to be a producer one day. Yeah. Making that record. I'm like, this is what production is. It is. I just didn't sit down and put the beats together. But this is what production is. Right. Right. So that's it, folks. That's it. Man. The difference between a beat maker and a producer. Mm -hmm. Let me read these back for Mm y'all. Number one, find talent. Producer finds talent. Number two, a producer develops talent. Number three, a producer executes the artist's vision. Number four, a producer mentors and guides the artist. Number five, a producer invests in artists. Number six, a producer coordinates recording sessions. Number seven, a producer arranges songs and sequences albums. Number eight, a producer inspires and encourages. Number nine, a producer has a plan. And number 10, a producer finishes the music. Facts. Bing, bang, bong. Okay, that's it for this week. Yeah. See you next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>